Welcome to the Entrepreneur's Visiting Victor podcast with Victor Dadaj, where you'll hear stories and strategies to help increase your sales and grow your business. Here's your host, Victor Dadaj. All right, welcome to Entrepreneur's Visiting Victor. I'm your host, Victor Dadaj. I hope you're having an amazing day so far. Today, we have an awesome guest. She is a marketing expert who helps overwhelmed business owners automate their presence online so they can take weeks off social media and still book clients. She's the co-founder of Automate Me, which is a digital marketing agency that's reshaping the digital marketing landscape by empowering entrepreneurs to prioritize effective messaging over excessive content creation. Her consulting portfolio spans startups to seven-figure brands across various industries, and she's a frequent speaker at leading firms and Inc. 500 companies. Her mission is to reshape how entrepreneurs manage their online presence, promoting a balance between business success and personal well-being. So let's welcome Megan Clore. How are you doing today, Megan? Hey, Victor. Great. How are you doing? I'm doing great. It's wonderful to have you on. I'd like to get started about you to uh, please share your story. How did you wind up becoming an entrepreneur? Yeah, absolutely. So it's something that's kind of been in my blood ever since I would say I was a kid. I always had like little mini businesses. Even when I was a child, I would have like a little greeting card workshop or uh, a little storefront where I could sell products to my parents. And that was essentially the the very, just getting my feet wet there. And since then, just been a serial entrepreneur and always looking for ways to help other people. And it turns into businesses. Awesome. So pretty much you've had it in your blood since you were a little kid, running all these little mini businesses and stuff like that. So uh, so when did you so when did you really get fully um engaged in working solo entrepreneurs? Like was it during high school? Was it you know during college? Did you go to college? I even looking, you know, you know, when did you really go out on your own? Was it after college, after high school? Did you work yep. at a, at a, at a, at a did, you, did you work at a regular nine to five job or did you say, you know what, I'm an entrepreneur, I'm not going to do that? So I started out right out of high school and got into real estate. So that was my very first career out the gate and just fell in love with that whole process and basically being a, you know, solopreneur, having your own gig. And from that, I realized that I just had a knack for the behind the scenes of like the marketing and how to get clients and how to optimize businesses and all of that stuff. And ended up, you know, coaching and consulting with different real estate agents in the industry. And from there, just kept going on the marketing side and then got my life coaching certification, got into the coaching and essentially took off from that back, um, I want to say about seven years ago is when I really did the pivot from real estate over to full-time online marketing, digital marketing, and all the stuff in between. Awesome. Well, thanks for sharing that. So basically, your start really came from the real estate industry, which you worked for a little while, and you realized you were really good at marketing and running ads and stuff like that. And then eventually, you started coaching, consulting the real estate uh, guys, and then um you went into your own coaching and you got your certificate in life coaching. Now, when you were in, in, in real estate, um, in, um, how was that in the beginning, like the first year? Because everyone has a different journey. So, you know, so there are various ups and downs. There were things that, you know, what went well, what didn't go so well. What lessons did you learn that, you know, you like to share with the entrepreneurs? Listening? Because I was, there are some of the people listening are probably new entrepreneurs or, or or people who want to get interested. Do you mind sharing some of the things you've learned and, you know, what to do and what not to do? 
Yeah, definitely. I love that question. So one of the things that I wish I would have done differently back in real estate, and it's the same thing with any business today. And what I tell any startup entrepreneur, regardless of what the business is, is get around people who've already been there, done that, and are willing to show you the way. So mentorship is a huge deal. When I started out, I was like, oh, I'm going to do everything on my own in real estate. And it is difficult. And it is, you know, rough work. And you're talking about like door knocking and cold calling and getting a bunch of no's. And, and it's very, very uh, frustrating. And it can be kind of making it to where you want to quit on yourself. And after enough years in the business, that's where I started, you know, newer real estate agents, they were having those same mindset blocks and wanting to quit on themselves. And that was something where I'm like, okay, you have to either join a team, be around people who already have been there, done that, uh, or find, you know, a community where you can have that support as well. And that's the same, regardless of what business you're in today. Okay. So it's pretty much being surrounded by a community of like-minded individuals and getting that mentorship. That's what kept you in the business and made sure you not quit, which is a major reason why a lot of people quit because they say, I can't do it on my own. Like you said in the beginning, you said you tried to figure it out on your own and you got frustrated and stressed out. But once you got that mentorship and being surrounded by people who've been successful, that's when everything's starting to change. If you, is that correct? Yeah, absolutely. No, awesome. There's always people 10 steps ahead and they're willing to show you the way. Mm-hmm. No, I, I, absolutely. And, and I agree because there's a saying that success leaves clues. So instead mm-hmm. of trying to reinvent the wheel, watch what other people have done. It's going to save you a lot of time and hassle because these successful people, these mentors, they've been through it all. So you're still going to occasionally make some mistakes, but you're going to make a lot fewer of them and you're going to get to success a lot more quickly. Now, uh, has uh, you know working on yourself, working on personal development mindset uh, been a factor in your success as well? Oh, 100%. That's something um, I was part of Tony Robbins Business Mastery years ago. And that was something that he hammered home over and over again was, you know, business is 80% mindset and 20%, you know, strategy and everything. And the strategy matters. But if you don't have the psychology, if you don't have the mindset, you're going to quit on yourself. You're not going to do the hard things. You're going to find excuses instead of solutions. So every single day being able to go towards things that are positive and impactful people and messages that will help you stay on track instead of doubt yourself and doubt your greatness is such a such a game changer for sure no i, I agree and uh tony's definitely one of the best teachers out there and, and i agree yeah. it's like 80 percent mindset and 20 percent strategy unfortunately a lot of people think it's the other way around and a lot is because most of our decisions are made by the subconscious mind it's probably like well, 90 95 percent so um, yeah. If that if you don't have that right, I don't care what strategy you have, you're not going to implement or you're going to find a way to sabotage yourself. So definitely yeah. agree with that. So let's uh, let's move on to some of the things that you do, like, you know, you know, helping your clients out. Um, for example, maybe some of your clients are, you know, some of them may not be so big. They might be small businesses. They may not have, you know, big followings. So can you give some insight as to, you know, how businesses, even those that have small followers can start booking clients right away? Because that's something, you know, a lot of the new businesses, small ones struggle with. Absolutely. So one thing that happens oftentimes when people are just getting started, especially with online and social media marketing, they, they're wanting to do their craft. They're wanting to do what they're great at. And then all of a sudden they also have to be expert marketers and social media managers and video editors and be great on video and copywriters and all these different things and be on 10 different platforms with different types of content. So it's very, very overwhelming. And I think a lot of times new entrepreneurs, they get stuck in that 
overwhelm, trying to be everywhere and spreading themselves so thin that they get burned out in the process, as opposed to essentially looking and trying to like monetize, monetize one platform at a time. Focus your energy there, get really great, get really, you know, honing your messaging so that you know that you're attracting the ideal client and get crystal clear with the offer that you're providing to them and test that out organically, get some clients converting that way before you go spread yourself in on a bunch of different platforms to get that visibility. No, no that makes a lot of sense. A lot of people, they, uh, what you said reminded me of a book by Michael Gerber called The E-Myth and, and The E-Myth mm. Revisit. Because a lot of people, when they become entrepreneurs, they say, oh, I'm so good at doing this at work. When I go out on my own, oh, it's going to be so easy. But then, like you said, they got to wear like five or 10 or 15 different hats and they become mm -hmm. overwhelmed because at work, they just did one role. They just one thing. They did it really well. But now that they have their own business, they got to do like 12 different things. And, and and they're spending like 18 hours a day. And it's really overwhelming. And the, the smart thing to do is focus on one thing at a time. Like maybe focus one platform. Maybe it's Instagram, YouTube, Facebook. And, and test out the ads. Test out the things you want to do. And once you get good at it, master it then you can look to add a second platform instead of trying to do five or six things at once uh which is what gets people into trouble and it also leads to a lot of analysis paralysis and it also leads to the myth of uh what's the what's the term uh multitasking a lot of people think they can do mm -hmm. six or seven things at once you can't what your mind is actually doing is going back and forth between the tasks which is why it's all it's usually a lot more inefficient so focus on mastering one thing one at a time and uh, you'll do it a lot better. Would you agree with that? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Multitasking. And I used to fall into that trip trap too and thought, well, I'm a great multitasker. And once I realized the psychology behind it and how inefficient it really was and started just chunking down my tasks, I was amazed that I got done in what usually took me a day in, in half of the day, like in four hours. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and you were talking about crafting. And um, one of the things I want to... Um, to ask you about because uh, this is relates to what you were talking about. He uh, discussed the importance of it, you know, how a well-crafted message in this era of information overload and mm -hmm. uh, how, the, how, how a business can create one. Yes. So this is another area that I see so many startup entrepreneurs making the mistake is that they're going very broad and vague because they're trying to speak to everybody. And when you're trying to speak to everybody, you end up speaking to nobody. And when you, uh, for instance, you know, somebody in the life coaching arena, for example, they're like, okay, I want to help you live your best life and be your authentic self. It's like, people aren't going to pay for that or, or burnout. I'm going to help you reduce burnout. People don't want to pay for how to reduce burnout. They want to pay for the solution that's going to automatically eliminate their burnout. For instance, help you make more money in less time. That's what they really want. They they want to make money more money in less time so that they don't have the burnout from work. And people don't quite understand the how concise you need to be with that messaging. And once you do that, that's what's going to click and start getting you the clients. No, no, that definitely makes uh, a lot of sense there. And you know, so you were saying that yeah, very often they're broad and vague. And, and I like what you said, when you try to speak to everyone or you try to market to everyone, you're marketing to no one. You got to mm -hmm. figure out your, your your perfect customer, your perfect avatar, and just focus on them. Like if I have a steakhouse, I should not be advertising to vegetarians because I don't <laughs> care how, how good my message is. They are not coming. Right. And 
and you also mentioned about in your message has to be crafted toward you know the solution for them. You know, like when people are buying the drill, they're not really buying the drill; they're buying the hole that the drill can make in the wall. So you got to figure out what problem it is that you can solve for them, and that's what they're willing to pay. So I definitely think that's uh, definitely some good stuff you shared there. Now, um, another question I want to ask you about because you know you mentioned platforms and social media. How how does one balance the the need for having a social media presence with maintaining their own personal well being and and how would you encourage your clients to do that? So, and that's a, a great problem that a lot of people are having right now is kind of what we chatted about of just the social media burnout and the expectation that you have to be on and all these different platforms and do all this stuff for free. And then you barely have time to work with paying clients, which is what's what your actual business is. You're not, this isn't a hobby. This is something that you want to get paid for. So what I always recommend is having the right type of content that you can make evergreen, which means that it's not just living on the platform for two seconds. And then you have to keep creating new stuff over and over again. You want to think about it almost like your website, your website, your homepage of your website. You're not changing out content on that every single day. It's somewhere people go, you direct traffic to it. People find out who you are, what you do and how you can help them. And if they're interested, then they go and take the next step. Maybe they book a consult with you, opt into your emails, uh, get a phone call, you know, something along those lines. And I feel like with social media, if you can capitalize on doing that kind of content creation on social, you don't have to show up every single day and you can take those breaks and people will find you and still end up going to that next step and wanting to move forward with your services. And that makes a lot of sense. You know, do stuff that's evergreen instead of having to do content every single day, which can definitely overwhelm you and tire you out and burn you out. And mm -hmm. put that on and then people reach out to you and then you don't have to be on every single day. You could be on from time to time and then you can focus on the other things that, that make you a lot of money. So um, definitely some good stuff there. Mm -hmm. Now, the next thing I'd like to ask, Megan, is um, you are an introvert in the entrepreneurial space. So I'd like to know is how do you leverage that to your advantage and what advice do you have for other introverted entrepreneurs? Now, a lot of people may not be aware of this, but many of the most successful entrepreneurs are introverts and you would never guess that they were introverts but right. they are yeah i know i always love hearing them I'm like oh my gosh you're like me so um yeah it's something where in the very beginning for instance uh, social media that was something that i avoided for a very long time in the real estate world i didn't even have any social media presence it was something it was all like in person and networking and referrals and all of that so social media can be a great tool if you have it, if you use it instead of having it use you. And that takes just like we were talking about of not trying to just create a ton of content and be up with the algorithms. And, you know, when dancing reels came out and became trendy, having to jump on that bandwagon and do all that. Like if you're an introvert at heart, you're like, no way, that's not something that I'm ever going to be doing. So you find a way to still be authentic in a way that works for you that doesn't drain your energy. For instance, if uh, video isn't your thing, you can do written posts. Or if you don't like going live, you can do pre-recorded evergreen content and just drive more traffic to it through ads and paid marketing. So there's always a way to conserve your energy and still get out there as an introvert. Yeah, no, definitely. I like that. And uh, and thanks for sharing that, that you know, use of voice social media and and you talked about how you can use social media instead of having it use you. And, uh, you know, and I'm sure the, some of the interns that are listening, you know, they're going to be inspired by that. 
And one of the things I've always noticed about introverts that are entrepreneurs, one of the reasons why I think they're so successful is because they're introverted. They're really good listeners. And some of the extroverts are not very successful because they do too much talking and not enough listening. And clients and prospects want you to hear them, make you know, make sure you understand their needs and desires. And when you can show that, they're going to trust you more and you like you more. So we just say one, one of the uh, strengths you have as an introvert is your listening ability. And that's really helped you in business. Yeah, absolutely. That's that's a huge part of, of coaching, of mentoring and consulting is, yeah, if you don't truly understand what your ideal client wants, needs and desires, you're never going to connect with them and they're not going to feel heard. So, yeah, I love that uh, that analogy. Uh, very good. There are definitely some really good stuff there. So next thing I'd like to ask you about, because one thing that's something really that's really popular now, especially for the last six to nine months, is AI and artificial intelligence. So um, so what I, want, I want to know is what is your take on the role of artificial intelligence in digital marketing and how is your service Automate Me utilizing this technology? Yeah, so AI is something that can be a powerful tool, especially for content creation. And you're seeing it a lot with people you know, they, they have their social media content and they just ask ChatGPT, hey, create me more content like this and in my voice and you can copy in your content. The problem is, is if your content hasn't been generating you leads and hasn't been getting you sales on your own, you trying to have ChatGPT duplicate your voice and do more content just like that is still going to get you the same type of results. So instead, what you want to do is use that for more of a assistant, almost to audit your stuff. So, hey, can you audit my bio? Is it clear and concise of what I do and how I help people? Is Can you take a look at this piece of content and tell me how I could make it more enticing to my ideal client who is X? So our job over here is we really help people with how to utilize the tools that are out there in a way that's not just creating more content for the sake of content, but is actually going to get you paying clients from it. No, definitely. And, and then that makes a lot of sense. So because yeah, th- this is brand new to everyone, you know, AI. So, you know, there's a lot, there's a big learning curve. So people are going to make some mistakes. So, uh, so I think that's some very good advice. Use it as your assistant, use it to audit your bio and other information. And, uh, and it will probably help. Uh, it'll definitely, it will definitely, definitely help your business grow. Now, um, as we're coming toward the end of our interview, you know, um, do you have any other last-minute tips or pieces of, of advice for people who want to either getting started as entrepreneurs or people looking to automate their marketing? You know, they want to have a bigger digital presence. So, what are some of the things you recommend that they should do, and maybe some of the things they should avoid doing? Absolutely. The main thing that I recommend, and this is a big thing that we do over at our company, is the automation aspect because it's going to help you reduce that burnout and that workload, and it's going to help you make more money. So instead of just putting yourself out on all these platforms, having a back-end funnel, so something where people are able to opt into your email address because your emails you actually own. If a platform goes away, if you're, you know, you get hacked or anything like that, your followers are gone and you're starting from scratch. So Doing instead of focusing on that, you want to focus on growing your email list and nurturing that and also creating the right type of offer that's going to attract more of those people. Do that. And that's going to be way more successful than just trying to create a ton of content and hope for clients. Yeah, no, definitely uh, create that great offer and definitely grow your email list. Because like you said, if you're on any platform, 
you know, you never know when you might get shut down. So I know people on Facebook, they've had thousands of followers. They get shut down, they lose it or on other platforms because yeah. you don't own it. Exactly. You know? So you think everything's okay, but something could happen. So, you know, create that list, get get those email addresses, get the phone numbers because you have that you can keep in touch with your clients. Um, if you're on other platforms, you don't own it, you know, you're at the mercy of the provider. So definitely yeah. some really good stuff there. So, Megan, listen, I want to thank you so much for being on the show. It's been a real pleasure. You said a lot of great tips, a lot of great uh, pieces of advice. I definitely learned some good things. And then the people that are listening learned a lot. And uh, and if people want to get in touch with you, Megan, what is the best way for them to contact you? Yeah, absolutely. So they can uh, they can follow me on social media. I'm just Megan Clore. So you can put that in the show notes. Sounds great. Thanks again, Megan. I really appreciate it. Have yourself a great day. All right. Thank you. Thanks so much for listening to the podcast. If you've enjoyed listening, please smash that subscribe button so you don't miss any of our amazing episodes. Please also leave a five-star rating review and have an awesome day.